Good evening, good evening, good evening. I'm Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Bar Review, co-founder of Houston Round Bar Review. Welcome to another Folks Talking Sports, sponsored by the Saxinian family. Steve Saxinian is a uh, tried and true loyal supporter of the Houston Round Bar Review and Folks Talking Sports, and we appreciate everything he's doing and has done for us. You're catching us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Twitter account is Folks Talk Sports. I'm going to do a show today and tomorrow. Today will be kind of brief. Just want to touch on a few things. Hopefully my, my man Willie Gibson will be able to uh, join me. Uh, he's in Ohio. Not sure if the freezing temperatures have, have uh, got him. If you know if power delays or um, ice on the poles, lines, things like that causing power outages. But, but yeah, this is going to be real brief. Friday night, tomorrow night, I'll be with Andy Yanez and James Mueller for a second edition of Folks Talking Sports this week. And we're going to talk U of H football, U of H athletics, signing day, things like that. And of course, UH basketball on um, over preview scale for the upcoming big game, big game on Sunday at Cincinnati, 5 p.m. Cougs and the Bearcats. Bearcats, Bearcats were impacted by the weather. They had a game that was slated for tonight against Memphis was postponed because of the the winter weather. So that game has not yet been rescheduled yet. But uh, so Cougs at Memphis, 5 p.m. Sunday on ESPN2. See if Cougs can go to 9-0 in the American Athletic Conference. So we shall see how it all plays out. <clears throat> and if my man is able to join me, Willie Gibson, one, the main thing to, today is to talk about the All-Star Reserves, which were announced this evening, and Willie Gibson, he covers one of the one of the teams he covers in Ohio is the Cleveland Cavaliers, and wanted to get his thoughts on Darius Garland, guard for the Cavs, being named as an All-Star Reserve this evening. Darius is, thir is his third year in the NBA. Just want to get his, some of his thoughts on that. But the other reserves, there's Mr. Gibson chiming in right there, and before he he joins me. I'm also going to play a clip from Coach Kelvin Sampson regarding uh, at the end of last night's postgame press conference when after the Cougs won, defeated Tulane 73-62. At the end of it, Coach Sampson talked about racism and the secret. Of, the game is not a secret. And he touched on it, and he spoke on it before in previous years, about the secret game that took place in 1944 between all black, all African-American North Carolina Central Eagles and the all Caucasian Duke Blue Devils. And that clip is about three minutes and some change. And it's on my YouTube site. I also sent the video, the clip to the people at Eracism forever. And I've been helping them out, trying to bring awareness to the to the cause. And Mr. Gibson, <clears throat> lo and behold, I was in, invited to join the committee and I accepted to be on the committee. So, yes, I am now part of that committee for e racism forever. So anyway, here we go. My computer sent it one time. Remember, my computer tell me thank you. So my, even my laptop is happy for that good news. Bring it in, Willie Gibson. Mr. Gibson, how are you, sir? I am well, man. How are you? 
I'm doing great. Just give me your thoughts on it. You've covered the Cavs. You've covered Darius Garland and his NBA career. What are mm-hmm. your thoughts on DG being named an all-star reserve? Well-deserved. Well-deserved. I mean, it helps that the game is in Cleveland and he gets to, you know, put on for his city. But, um, I mean, 19.8 points, 8.2 assists, shooting 46%. Only other person in the league doing that is Jokic, other than DG. Um, the first all-star in Cleveland since LeBron. And he's talked about that. He's talked about wanting to do things in Cleveland without LeBron, outside of LeBron. So this is one of his goals, getting, you know, he respects LeBron. He's a clutch sports guy, Rich Paul. So it's not a, a haterism type thing, but right. just, you know, blazing their own trail. This team is not LeBron's team. And, you know, to get the first all-star since LeBron in Cleveland is a, a well-deserved honor for him. And the Cavs are, this year's Cavs team is well on its way to making the playoffs, which would be the first non-LeBron Cavs team since when? Uh, was it 1990? Like 99, something like that? Yeah, yeah. Around there, yeah, it's been a while. So yeah, I know Darius has mentioned that as well as a goal. So it is good to see him get his flowers, as we say, for his well-deserved work this year. And we're going to, just going to, Real quick, were you surprised that Jared Allen did not get named to the reserve? I was, to be honest with you. But then when you look at the seven, who do you take off? Right. And But um, Kevin Love immediately uh, went to Twitter, as we do now in 2022, and said uh, he, without a doubt, better be a replacement. And with Kevin Durant not being able to play, I think that Adam Silver will select Jared Allen again, Cleveland Cavalier putting right. on for a city and uh, he will be a reserve to replace Kevin Durant. And you touched on, I'll, I'll give the other reserves, Jimmy Butler from Miami, James Harden, Brooklyn, Zach Levine, Chicago, Chris Middleton, Milwaukee, Fred Van Vliet, another first timer, kudos mm-hmm. to him, an undrafted mm-hmm. uh, player making the all-star team. Excellent. And, Jason Tatum from the Celtics. That's the Eastern Conference. Any issues with any of those guys? No. No. Yeah. You know, and one of the things I really wish the NBA would do this. I mean, it's an all-star. It's an event celebrating the accomplishments of the players through the first half of the season. Expand the rosters to 15. I mean, yeah. sticking to that 12, this is not, it's not a regular season game. It's, yep. de- it's definitely not played like a regular season game at all anymore. So, why not just expand the roster to 15? Okay, West Reserves, Devin Booker, Phoenix, Luka, Dallas, Rudy Gobert, Utah, Draymond Green, Golden State. Draymond already said this evening that because of his, his, his back issue, he won't be able to participate in the game. So that'll be another replacement for the commissioner to name. Donovan Mitchell, Utah, Chris Paul, Phoenix, and Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, Minnesota. Any issues with that? Any those guys? Um, I can't say that I do. I know um, the TNT guys mentioned the Jante Murray um, as a potential snub. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a better word than that, but someone who deserved to go. But again, looking at that roster, who do you take off? Right, and the coaches pick the reserves. 
and the coaches seem to gravitate more toward players from winning teams. Yes. And that kind of hurts Dejounte Murray. Spurs don't have a great record, and I know it didn't play into it at all, but the Spurs lost to the Golden State Warriors JV team, basically. Yeah. No Steph, no Draymond, no Iggy. I mean, no Clay. I mean, no Wiggins. No Wiggins. And they still lost. So yeah. that's a bad look on the Spurs. But anyway. So, you know, yep. And you're going to be at the All Star game, correct, sir? I am. Yes, sir. See, another reason. Like I said, folks, folks talking sports, Houston Round Bar Review, we branch it out. You know, we, we did it. We do more than just H-Town sports, which brings me to, sir, you sent me an article about the Ohio State Buckeyes, um, athletic department mm-hmm. and a deficit. Yes. Uh, from 2021, right? Or 2020? Yes. Which was it? The 2021. Okay. And yep. how much, how many millions was it? Uh, 63.6 million, I believe. I'm pulling it up now. I believe it was 63.6 million. That's, that's a whole lot of money. And that's a big time program. You know, one of the biggest and one of the few programs in Division One athletics that typical years, uh, makes a profit. Right. Correct? So it's impact of yes. COVID and impact of not having fans at the home games. Because I, I think you've said how how many how many millions does Ohio State uh, generate typic- uh, per home game? Typically, fifteen million per home game. Every time I hear you say that, man, that just blows me away. <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, hundred thousand fans at, at the shoe. Yep. Average ticket price. What? What would, what would you say? Fifty. Seventy-five. No, average, probably 95, 100, maybe. Yeah. My goodness, man. My goodness, my goodness. And U of H football is trying to, you know, is promoting the put down a deposit of $75 for your football season tickets for the 2022 season. And that's a struggle <laughs> to get, to get fans to do that. Big time athletics and U of H. UVA still has those aspirations. They got a long way to go to reach those aspirations. Real quickly, talking about the weather impacting people. By the way, how how are you, man? How's the weather there? What's the temperature like right now? The temperature is fine. I mean, relatively speaking, the temperature is 24 degrees. However, um, it's bad. And typically, I'm the one, I, I typically call meteorologist Chicken Little. You know, it's always the sky is falling, the sky is falling. It's right. coming, it's coming, it's coming. Uh, this time they got it right. This time they got it right. It, it rained all day yesterday. It was mid forties. Pretty, pretty, pretty much all day mm-hmm. and rained overnight. The temperature dropped. I woke up this morning to a sheet of ice on my car. Um, throughout the day, the rain turned to sleet and driving home from work today, a typical 25 minute drive took about 50 minutes. And, and, uh, and you're used to that. And I'm used to it. Right. So uh, I, I talked to AJ uh, after he called me and I said, oh, hey, I'm going to call you right back. And I FaceTimed him. And he's like, no, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. It, it. It's it's real. It's real yeah. out here in these streets. So uh, and it's getting worse because um, 
overnight. We're due to get six inches of snow. Uh, it's now snow. And uh, yeah, it's, they got it right. Like I said, I'm, I'm typically the one, you know, meteorologist is sight panic. It's not going to be that bad. And I'm used to it, but yeah, I think they got this one right. Right now in, in H-Town, where I am downtown, Fifth Ward, mm-hmm. is about 34, maybe. And I think it's around here. I think the, the rain drizzle has, has stopped. So here, it didn't get a chance to, you know, become freezing rain or sleep. Further north, northwest, it's below freezing there. So I think they may, may be dealing with, with some ice on the roads up there. And, and I was really surprised. And I'm not tossing a brick at the Texas A&M or the ACC, but I was surprised because women's team, the Aggies are hosting Arkansas uh, tonight at eight o'clock in College Station. Mm. And they didn't, they didn't postpone the game. Wow. You know, they just encourage fans, got the email, just encourage fans to drive safely, drive cautiously. And I'm like, what the hell? Wow. Because <laughs> the game's at wow. eight. Because it's already should be freezing precipitation up there right now. Right. Okay. And it's been that way for probably two hours up there. And it's forecast to, I think, there getting like the low twenties, wind chill, low, you know, teens or whatever. But it's precipitation, frozen precipitation. Right. And for me, I wasn't going to go anyway, but it's an hour and a half away for me. Right. So some fans make that drive. Wow. That's a hell of a drive to drive from here to there and then come back. Yeah. And they, and they didn't, like, haven't yet postponed it because it's ironic because the Rice women's team, I got an email before we, just before we started. They were scheduled to play in San Antonio mm-hmm. and got postponed because of the icy conditions. Because yeah. I'm not sure anybody could get there. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure when Rice left, if they've left at all to, to make that drive to San Antonio. But that game got postponed. I had reached out to coach Ronald Huey, U of H women, to see if he could join us tonight huh? as of two o'clock. They were stuck in, in Tulsa. Wow. Because it had deteriorated there because they won, they snapped their losing streak last night at Tulsa. And he's like, Chris, man, I'm not sure if we can get out of here. And we're yeah. still, well, we're still here because the game was last night. So they were still in Tulsa as of two o'clock today. Yep. So, you know, different strokes for different folks. But, uh, and, and same thing here. Um, Iowa, Ohio State was due to, Ohio State men were due to play Iowa tonight. Iowa couldn't get out of Iowa. Yeah. They couldn't leave. Initially, it was a mechanical issue with their flight, their plane. But uh, once the weather turned, they couldn't get out. They were they were due to fly out this morning, and uh, weather, you know, wouldn't allow it. So Ohio State Iowa was postponed. And and think about that. That's up there. That's <laughs> Midwest. Right. Y'all are used to more yep. used to it than Southerners down here. <laughs> okay. Right. And y'all have issues, you know, games postponed. So, like I said, as of Oh, an hour or two hours ago, the game between the Aggies and Arkansas in College Station was still supposed to take place. And it wasn't like the tip-off was like at 6 or at 5. You know, they're going to try to get it in, squeeze it in, and then get out if you can. It's 8 o'clock. So it's, wow. I'm like, okay, you know, because I made them, I say, they make a mistake. Years ago, and I made the, used to make the drive back and forth to College Station. 
I made a drive up there for a game because the forecast was it wasn't going to be icy until like midnight. So I'm like, okay, I leave here by 10 o'clock. I should be, should be out of college station by 11. I'll be okay. The overpass that I used to take to get me close to my final stretch of freeway, highway, was closed <laughs> because it's Ooh. overpass. So I had to go make a little bit further down and then deep, detour. And I'm like, yeah. Wow. So that was, <laughs> so. And y'all not used to that down there. So. No, not yeah. at all. So, but anyway. I'm going to say, like, as a touchdown, I'm going to play the clip from Coach Kelvin Sampson following after last night, toward the end of last night's press conference. And I, I send it to you, and it's real talk. And I'm, I'm going to say it like that, and I'm just going to speak for myself. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. If some folks disagree with Coach Sampson or some folks are closed-minded or, or, you know, Coach Sampson is making it, making it up or delusional or whatever, in 2022, that's on you. Because when we come back from the clip, Mr. Gibson and I can just talk about a few things happened this week to prove what Coach Sampson is saying is true. Here we go. Kelvin Sampson last night talked about e-racism as well as this game is not a secret, also known as the secret game, which took place in 1944 between the Duke Blue Devils and North Carolina Central Eagles. One of the things that the platform that we have as coaches is to talk about things that a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about, uh, and racism is one of them. So there's a uh, there's a group of coaches and a group of people, uh, Joe Dwyer, D-W-Y-E-R, and Angelo Lento, uh, L-E-N-T-O. Um, uh, they got with the coaches, um, uh, Chris Beard, uh, myself, um, there's about 20 of us, maybe 10 of us on the board of directors. And we wanted to do something to continue the conversation. You know, when things happen like with George Floyd, it, it goes away, but it shouldn't go away. Those conversations still need to happen. You know, um, um, for a lot of people of color, things haven't changed for them. Uh, I, I see, I see all the, uh, racist things that's going on in our country. Um, um, not just, not just black people, you know, all people of color are, are getting hit with this, uh, this evil thing called, uh, racism. But I think we need to continue the conversation. You know, these things aren't, aren't just happening in a vacuum in a moment. Uh, they're going on. And I would argue, in some ways, uh, because of the rhetoric in this country right now, it may be worse now than it was five years ago. So, but what racism is, it, it brings to light what happened with John McClendon, who was the head basketball coach at North Carolina Central. Now, this was back during segregation in the uh, 40s and 50s. Duke University is in uh, Durham, North Carolina, so is North Carolina Central. So, black Black teams couldn't play white teams because of segregation. Like, black players play against, black teams play black teams, white teams play white teams. But North Carolina Central with Coach McClendon was uh, winning national championships. And they wondered if they could beat those kids from Duke. And I give those kids from Duke a lot of credit. So one Sunday morning, about 11 o'clock, they set up a game. 
Uh, it was the North Carolina Central team, all black team against the Duke team, all white team. And the uh, North Carolina Central team beat them. So when you see the t-shirt that says this game is no secret, um, that was a secret game because of the, that time in our lives, what was going on in this country. Um, white players weren't allowed to play against black players, so it had to be a secret. So now this game is no secret. You know, uh, we, we need to address uh, these issues, uh, um, and we can't be afraid to. You know, uh, just because somebody may say something about you or react negatively to it, you're always you're always doing the right thing if you're on the right side. You know, so um, I'm proud to wear this shirt. Was it more? Um, probably. But my father was a high school coach. He coached high school in segregation. You know, I, I grew up with segregation. So, uh, that's, that's why it means a lot to me. It means a lot to Coach Sampson. It means a lot to me. And I'm not Coach Sampson's age. I'll be 50 next month. I still deal with it. I think you still deal with it. So, and it's 2022. That's reality to us. I, I can't, I can help those folks who refuse to see it, who refuse to believe what, what you and I tell them. You know, if I'm telling you what I experienced directly and you choose to ignore it, that's on you. Doesn't mean it didn't happen to me. That's on you. So salute to Coach Sampson. Like I said, Coach Sampson mentioned Joe Dwyer and Angela Lento at the beginning of those comments. And Angela Lento is the person who reached out to me and invited me to be on the committee. So yes, I am now a member of the committee. You can go to eracismforever.com um, to see more about the history of it, the event, the list of board members, list of the committee members as well. And I'm honored to be a part of that because that's, that's a big, big deal to me. So just wanted to put that out there for you, for the audience. And I may have lost some, some audience with that, with that clip. That's on you. That ain't me. That's not my problem. That's your problem. Not, not mine. <laughs> right. So right. I'm going to keep doing this. Um, and if you, you say, well, Chris, you, you and Will, where, where are the other people of color on the show? Well, clearly you don't, you don't know what Houston Brown Barview does and haven't followed me because not too many people have the different guests that I've had and interviewed on my channel, on my podcast, on my platforms. So men and women. Because I don't know everything. And I always like to learn more. I'm not afraid to learn more. One more time, Mr. Gibson. Let me say that to those who seem to have a problem with that in society, a certain part of society today. I'm not afraid to learn more. Absolutely not. Oh. I'm not afraid to learn about my history or your history. Mm -hmm. Warts and all. Just because it, it happened doesn't mean you got to repeat it. For pretending that it did not happen does no one any good. Brother Gibson. Yes, sir. When is Darius going to, Darius Garland, shifting gears, when is he going to be healthy enough to play, play a game again? It's a great question. Uh, Cavs are off tonight. They play uh, Friday in Charlotte. They play Sunday at home against Indiana. Uh, no word yet since today is an off day. Um, no word yet as uh, to his status. Uh, hopefully he can play tomorrow in Charlotte against the Ball. 
if not tomorrow, hopefully Sunday. And uh, with the trade deadline coming up after Sunday's game, maybe Karis LeVert doesn't get back on the charter and stays in Cleveland. Which leads me to one of my questions. With the deadline, NBA trade deadline coming up on the 10th, do you think the Cavs will make a move? Will they be active? Yes, absolutely. I do. I do. Uh, they recently got uh, were awarded two DPEs, or disabled player exceptions, uh, $8.9 million for Ricky Rubio and $3.2 million, $3.17 million for uh, Colin Sexton. So they have those chips available to them to, uh, to bring in players, bring in salary, as well as uh, they've been uh, putting out the uh, contract of Ricky Rubio at, uh, I think, $17 million as a trade chip, along with their 2022 first-round pick, which now uh, seems not to be as high as right. it was initially thought to be uh, beginning of the season. So are they uh, right now, um, Indiana is balky. They want more. They want multiple first-round picks for Karis LeVert. And uh, I don't know. I mean, you know how this goes, uh, Chris. You know, uh, trade deadline is uh, Thursday, a week from today, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Right. Uh, about 12 noon, you know, they'll they'll take those multiple second-round picks yeah. in Indiana, realizing that this is what we'll get. Uh, they also offered two second-round picks to uh, Rafael Stone for uh, Eric Gordon. And uh, he's holding out right now from reports for a first-round pick. first, right. Yep. So, um, but there, uh, uh, Kobe Auburn is going to be very active. Yeah, that, that he's going to be very, very active to improve this team. They, and then he went out and got Rondo. Uh, Rondo's not fitting the way, and I don't know that that's necessarily his fault. But he's not fitting in the way that they may have thought or they wanted him to fit. Uh, and part of that goes to the, the amount of time he's been playing. Right. Um, he's 35 years old and he just, he can't give you consistently 30, 25, 30 minutes a night. Agreed. He just can't. So, you know, that veteran presence, absolutely. He fills that role to a T. Fits like a glove. But on court, I mean, I, I saw him against, uh, Milwaukee last week, uh, at, at home and it just, he, he just, and no shade, no shade at all to Ralph, uh, uh, Rajah Rondo. He's an NBA champion, but he just doesn't have consistency. Father time is undefeated. <laughs> well, you know what? I used to say that Tom Brady might have got him. Tom Brady might have got him. So, well, we'll but he didn't go out as a champion. So, Fair you could take it in that sense. And Fair plus, enough. Rondo doesn't like it, but playoff Rondo is a real thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's like a different dude in the playoffs, and these are not the playoffs. So the two second-round picks for Eric Gordon, you know, heard that. And I said this whenever, whenever it happened, like three weeks ago or so, when Eric Gordon had his 31 points on 10 shots, <laughs> basically, and rest was free-throw attempts. He was so efficient that game. Rafael Stone should have called around the league and said to every team, Eric Gordon is available right now. Hmm. Right now for a first-round pick. Right now. Because soon after that great performance, 
he went into a shooting slump from three. Like he missed 13, 14 threes in a row. So that might have diminished the value a little bit. But we'll see between now and the 10th, 2 p.m. Central, if Rafael Stone decides to blink and take multiple second-round picks rather than a first-round pick for Eric Gordon. You know, Eric Gordon told media uh, early January that he still believes he can play another four or five years at an efficient clip. Okay, you know, you know, good for him to say that. He's still an important piece to Coach Silas in terms of veteran leadership, locker room, skill set, um, some production on the floor. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the clip? I, you know, I guess it was last night's game. Mm-hmm. Or did you, did you watch the game, Rockets and Cavs, last night? I did. I did. Did you, did you notice? I'm not sure if it's first half, second half. I was watching, I was at U of H for U of H Tulane. Did you notice Eric Gordon and one of his pound the ball out high? No pass that by standing still. Jalen Green on the right side of the court with the expression of, damn, man. <laughs> like, I did not. I, I saw it about an hour ago because, you know. So Jalen Green is not happy with Eric Gordon pounding the air out of the ball because I think Eric E.G. ended up driving to the, to the hoop. Yeah. And ball ended up out of bounds. I think the Rockets maintained possession, but Jalen was like, pass the ball, man. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> so. No, I didn't so, notice it. I, yeah. But what do you think about what you saw last night? Did you, did you have, uh, moments of what could have been, you know, with Kevin Porter Jr. here? No, nah, I think I'm, I, I, I've, I've gone through my stages of grief and I, I'm good now. I'm good. You know, I, I saw him, you know, I was at the mall and, you know, saw him with his new, you know, saw saw her with his new boo or him. What mm-hmm. I, I got to right. make sure I, you know, you know, yeah. but I'm good. I'm good. No, no, nah, I'm good because, um, yeah, this team, you know, had, had circumstances been different and this, this team would have been going the way we anticipated them to go, which is hopefully get to a play-in situation, 7 through 10, then maybe, but. Well, this team at the time number two in the East. Nah, I'm um, I'm fine now. I'm fine now. You know, and he he admitted and go to Houston Ron Barview's YouTube channel to, to watch his post game press conference that uh, his emotions were hyped before the game because it, it was his first time facing the Cavs because previous matchups something always happened and he was able to face them. He said he was hyped, man, before the game. He wanted to score 60 against them, like James Harden, break Harden's record. He wanted to go off on them. And then the first quarter, he looked over and saw former teammates and, and people he knew, and he's like, yo, man, I, I need to take a chill because this is getting to me a little bit. And he said he spoke to Darius Garland throughout the game, you know, chit-chatting. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he took a while for him to adjust and, you know, get the emotions and all everything and calm down and tell, tell him on the game. He did a good job of just one turnover, so getting better, cutting down on the mistakes, keeping the ball, keeping teammates involved. So I think he's showing consistency at the lead guard position, which is important for the Rockets going forward because some fans still have questions about if he could do it, be a point guard of the future for the Rockets. But they're going to give him every chance to do that. So that's really all I want to talk about, man. We hit about 30 minutes of discussion because I want to do a quick hitter tonight. 
because, uh, oh, real quick, let me do this. I joked about it. Let me go ahead and wrap it up like this. Um, you know, I got to do the pay the bills for, of course, for it, but keep you on the screen for this because this, yes, sir. um, just going to talk this for alums who don't remember, don't know, because unfortunately, you know, you may not know, may not be notified by the UA's athletic department, but this segment is brought to you by the Steve, the Saxenian family and Steve Saxenian. U of H fans, don't miss out on the 75 years. Well, the, lock in your seats for 2022 with a season ticket deposit, Will, for only $75. The deposit to be applied toward football cost of the 2022 season tickets. U of H fans can email tickets at uh.edu or call 713-GO-COOGS-713-4626647 during regular business hours. Lock in your seats for the 2022 Houston football season and be part of all the excitement as the Cougs stand ready to compete for another conference championship before heading into the Big 12 Conference. Score big! Will score big with Houston football. Same great seats for every game. Earn priority points. Flexible payment option plans. Exclusive invitation to Houston football events. Priority access to postseason tickets. Priority access to single game tickets and pre-sale home games. And special pre-sale ticket offers to special events held at UH Athletics facilities. One more time, that phone number to get your Deposit for football tickets is 713-GO-COOGS, 713-462-6647. And that segment was made possible by Steve Saxenian and the Saxenian family. Wrap it up, Brother Gibson. How can folks find you on social media, sir? Appreciate it. Um, you can find me at WillGibson7 on Twitter, as well as WillGibson7 on uh, Instagram. Uh, Facebook is Will Knows, the Will Knows uh, Facebook page. And uh, that's it for now. Cool. And I am Chris Gardner, co-founder, but and also now, rest in peace to my man, Brian Watson, who also founded Houston Round Bar Review back in 1994. 1994, Will. That's a long time ago. It's a long time, yeah. Houston Round Bar Review been around that long. But now, Houston Round Bar Review is on YouTube, at Houston Round Bar Review. Same on Instagram, Houston Round Ball Review. Twitter, VHR Review. Also the Houston Round Ball Review Facebook page. Been approved for both the men's and women's Final Fours. Women will be in Minneapolis. Men will be in New Orleans. Houston Round Ball Review will also be covering the Adolphus A.G. Moore. The big game in Los Angeles taking place February 13th. A.G. Moore will be doing some live stream shows next week. From LA for that, so tune into his channel as part of the Houston Round Bar Review presents the Ad Max Corner. So, so Will, hoops, yes, football, branching out. AD is also going to start covering rugby on uh, the Houston Sabercats. So doing that as well. So yes, Houston Round Bar Review, local name, global perspective. Thank you, everybody. Take care. See you next time. Peace.